Hey, all you beauties, and welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. We are Chen and Jane, the hosts of this show. If you are a mama, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to be the best they can be while holding that mama fort down and not forgetting yourself in the process, then this podcast is for you. You can find out more or connect with us over at coffeeandconcealerpodcast.com or on Instagram. So go pour a hot cup of coffee and let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Coffee and Concealer podcast after a break last week, um, but we are back and we thought with the episode that we had with Mary, we needed that episode to sit and resonate with some people. And so that's why we took last week off. Um, and we almost took tonight off because of another insane and so devastating, I, I don't even know what to call it, um, discovery, I guess. Discovery update updates um we'll go into it a little bit more after but um there were 751 bodies found um within saskatchewan at another residential school i think it's called marvidel mar something like that i don't know how you pronounce it uh me either um not even gonna try because i'll butcher it but it's just it's horrific what's happened yeah and it's not like we're trying to be silent. It's we're trying to process yeah. and figure out what we do next. Right? And that's why we're on because we figured that even though we're not, you know, trying to be indigenous leaders by any stretch of the imagination, but we have a platform and we figured that this was, um, instead of being silent, we thought that we would come on here and we would discuss it and discuss the things that are going on right now. And um, if we decided to take a, a silent stance every time there was a discovery, I feel like we would never have a podcast because well, we're be- helping the problem. If we're being quiet about it, we're covering exactly. up what was covered up for decades. Exactly. Um, since the two fifteen, there have been multiple discoveries besides the one today. Yeah. So I have it here right now. So there's two fifteen in Kamloops, 104 in Brandon, 38 in Regina. Oh, 761 in Kawasess. Yeah. That's how we say it. Yeah. Um, 35 in Lestock and 180 in Carlisle. Yeah. Um, and it will, it will grow. Um, I actually don't know. I know we haven't jumped into our product of the week, but I figured this was just like a, something that needs to be talked about, but, Mm -hmm. um, there, I saw a statistic that was like, there's 150,000 children that are missing from the beginning of the residential schools until the end. Um, and so we have now, what was the final number, Jane? Like three, three, three. Yeah. Out of 150,000. So, um, what's happening right now. And I actually saw an article, um, and I know that Mary talked about obviously the school on Siksika Nation, which is where her family was from. They're actually searching it July 1st. Yeah. They are searching at July 1st, um, Good. which has now been deemed, what is the day called now? What do you mean? Like July 1st? Yeah. they've Or was it? No, it's next Wednesday, right? June 30th is now, what are they calling it? It's Indigenous Orange Short Day, correct? So that will be July 1st. They're wanting to do that. What about July 1st? From what Mary had put, we're going to refer to Mary quite a bit because for us, she is kind of our leader in this, right? Yeah. Um, what she had posted, I'm pulling it up so I can read it. Wear orange on July 1st. Mm. That's what they're wanting to do. Yeah. Because if you look up... Why Canada Day? I'm not here to give a lesson on Canada Day. But look up why Canada Day is the way Canada Day is. And um, I think you'll be sadly informed of just all the hurt that it did um, to the Indigenous people. And I know that I plan on wearing orange that day. Yeah. I'll stand with you. I agree. Um, and in fact, I haven't said this out loud yet, but I am likely going to try and create some kind of if you didn't know I have a little bracelet company but I would love to try and create some kind of beautiful orange themed bracelet um 
and have proceeds go to um, whatever charity that Mary's going to get back to me on. I've asked her as well, kind of where we can, if, if anybody wants to donate, if it's to like the fund where they go um, and kind of excavate if that, yeah. if that fund needs funding or if it's, you know, um, counseling for the people who are going through the trauma or whatever it is, yeah. um, I would love to help with anything that I can. And I know we're both in the same boat. That's awesome. That is awesome. That's great. I love that idea. So definitely check out Jen Holt Cash Love when that's ready. Totally. Um, it's just crazy. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm almost taken aback that, like, this has happened. Mm-hmm. And that it's still so, it's not being talked about enough. Mm-hmm. It disappeared uh, after the 215. You didn't see yeah. posts about the other amounts, maybe locally, like maybe in Manitoba there was, um, obviously yeah. I don't see their news feeds and stuff like that, but, um, you're right. It's not, I feel like the, uh, the clickbait has faded. I was having a discussion with someone today. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I said, I was like this, and this is the sad thing, which I think I always knew this in the back of my mind, but it was never something I would ever want to say out loud. And I might get in trouble for saying this out loud, but it's truly how I feel. But if this had happened now, right, mm-hmm. horrific events have happened to white people. Yeah. Right. Sandy Hook, Columbine, and of it, it, not everyone was white there. So that's ignorant of me to say, but but primarily. Yeah. Right. If, if 215 people or 231 I believe was one of the numbers, uh, 731. Mm-hmm. If that happened to a white high school, mm-hmm. we'll say, the world would be an uproar. Mm-hmm. It would not be a silent matter. And I just, I feel that it has been too quiet. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And I mean, like, there is racism today. Mary said it herself, like she and some of her family members experience it today. It, it's not something that happened 20 years ago. Um, the, the different color of your skin could literally be the worst thing that could ever happen to you, which is so silly to me. Um, so dumb. Like, so let's, dumb. Let's really bring, break that down. You, it's, it's so dumb when people attack other people for something they cannot control how they were born like i said this last time when we did it i got bullied hardcore for being a ginger Mm -hmm. i still do every now and then someone says something and i'm like shut up i'm in my 30s um but i was really bullied yeah as a kid, I remember having gum put it in my clothing. Um, I had gum thrown in my hair, like, and that's not even scraping the surface. No, I'll never know what these people went through, yeah. but I know from my own. And I remember thinking, like, someone is really like attacking me because of my hair color. Like, I was born this way, so it just it boggles my mind. Yeah. How dumb! My sister-in-law are. is uh, in a wheelchair because she has spina bifida. She was bullied a lot because she's different, right? She couldn't walk. It was something she was born with. And so, I mean, like, obviously it's different than race, but it's the same thing. Like, why I just raising children of my own, I just can't even fathom them treating someone that way. Like, never in a million years. Like, oh, I have failed as a human and as a mother. Yeah, it's... It's just insane that this is the world that we are in. And it's stupid because, to be honest, we always knew it. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sure you and I, Jen, growing up as white women, mm-hmm. always knew that it was there. But because it never happened to me, at least from my perspective, to me, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I got bullied for being a ginger, but I never got bullied for being white. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I never realized just how horrific it is as a kid yeah right and now as an adult especially raising children it it's just sorry i'm probably just rambling to at this point but it's just dumb guys if you're listening to this and you think that you are superior because of a physical attribute that you have that someone else doesn't i promise you now take a good hard look in the mirror because you're no better 
than no. anyone else. I think. Um, yeah, sorry. I was just going to say that there was an instance that I was told about. I don't know these people, um, but it was at a Calgary high school. Um, and there was, I was telling Jane this off air, that there was a young African-American girl who a group of children, I mean, I wouldn't say children, teens, obviously they're in high school, um, put bleach in her drink to try to lighten her skin. And when I was told that today, I like my jaw hit the floor. I was like, these kids need to be disciplined and, and I don't even know what they could, how they could be changed. Like that, that is stemmed from somewhere. You don't, you're not born racist. No. To be honest for a second. No. Like you're not. It's, and, and I know that parents will be like, well, I didn't teach it to them to be racist. Well, you might not have said it out loud but your actions have done it or the things that you allowed to come into the home have done it um it's not something that you're just born with now my wake up hating a ginger no you don't you don't you're not three years old going i despise gingers i'm I'm honestly using ginger because that's personal to me i know that my hair color is not nearly as much of an issue in racism or anything like that you know what i'm saying but yeah totally yeah it's just i think as parents we need to be doing better too and i'm just so sad for that girl so horrific um i don't know exactly what happened but from what i do know this girl stood up for herself and she basically told on everybody and anyone who was involved she got them in trouble so like bravo to that girl because yeah they needed that. Um, I went to a very multicultural high school. Um, like our principal speech at graduation was in seven different languages. Um, because Wait, seven? seven. <laughs> so I went to Forest Lawn High School. So there was uh, like it, it was in Mandarin. It was in Lebanese. It was in um, like a bunch of languages. Um, and they they made English the very last one, which was super fun for <laughs> anyone who didn't speak any of those other languages. Um, but it was, and I started high school in Strathmore. So for anybody who's not local, like Strathmore is a small town. Um, it's actually where Jane's husband worked before they moved to Utah, super small town. When I lived there, the population was like 8,000 people. It's now like 18,000 people, but it's still small. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was primarily a white town. Like there was not very many multicultural facets to it. Um, and then I transferred from that high school to Forest High School, which was very different, such a culture shock to me. Um, and it was good. It was good to see everybody in their culture and like doing different things. And what I found in that, in that high school, like Strathmore was a great high school, um, but obviously clicky like any high school is. And I just found that like Forest Lawn was a lot more welcoming. Like you could have been a part of any group. It didn't matter the color of your skin. It didn't matter the language that you spoke. Um, it didn't matter any of those things. Like it was just a really welcoming high school. Um, it's got a bad rap, I think because of the location that it's in, but it actually was a great school. And I just feel like as a mom raising kids, like, my job solely is to make my boys just never see that. That's just not something like I would love to take my boys to, you know, anything on Six Sika and just like show them like what a beautiful like indigenous dance is. Show them yeah. the colors like that. I bet you any money. This is just to dumb it down and to make it see like so we can see things through like a kid's perspective. I guarantee you if I take my son cash to see whatever kind of festival that they have, he is going to comment on the colors of their outfits. I guarantee you. That is all he'll see. They're bright. They're beautiful. He's going to tell me which colors mix into which colors and what they make. Like, that's what we should see. We should see the beauty in everything. Well, and it just comes back to racism isn't something that you are born with and cash was not born racist no and i like to think that you're not raising him to be racist either so he's not going to comment on he might ask a question how come they've got different skin color to me he has i think that that's normal because it's different yeah but i just remember okay has anyone this is probably not on par with what we're talking about but has whenever I think of the kids asking those types of questions which Lexi hasn't gotten to yet but I know that she will 
Um, has anyone ever seen Kevin Costner, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? It's been a long time, but I think so. Okay. He's a freaking babe. Anyway, so they are with in the in the movie. He has a sidekick who he meets um, in Jerusalem while he's in jail at the very beginning of the movie. Oh, guys, this is like one of my favorite movies. Um, I'm like being transported back to when I'm a kid watching it. Um, and so he and this guy's African-American coloring mm-hmm. um, and goes with him. Mm-hmm. They are fighting for England and they're with all of the merry men mm-hmm. at and like dancing around, having like a bonfire, having a joke, having a party kind of thing. And he's the sidekick. I don't remember his name. Don't even remember who the the guy was who acted it, but he's sitting there and this little girl comes up to him and he's just smiling at her and she just goes, did God paint you? And it's like, oh, sweetest little thing. And he, he starts talking about Allah. And he's like, yes, kind of thing. But it's such a beautiful interaction because she realizes that he's obviously a different color skin Mm -hmm. to what she is used to. In fact, most of the people she knows are covered in dirt because they were living on, you know. Yeah. (laughs) It's Robin Hood time. Yeah. But it was just like the sweetest thing. And so I always, whenever I think about children, like realizing that there are differences, I always am thrown back to that scene where she's did God paint you? Yeah. And it's just such a sweet interaction. Yeah. So. I love that. I love that so much. Um, my son just graduated kindergarten today. Um, and he actually, when he started in September, was the youngest in his class. There's a whole point to the story, I promise you. Um, and because he was the youngest, so he was four, four and a half when he started um, because he's a December baby. Some of the kids were already six, right? So he was a full like year behind them. And so they had yeah. a, TA, a teacher's assistant in his classroom. And her name was Mrs. Doha. And I, like his teacher, Miss Chan, was phenomenal. We'll miss her dearly. However, Miss Doha took cash under her wing. I don't know a ton about Miss Doha. I know that she is, I think, East Indian. I, I don't quote me on that because I've only, because of COVID, I obviously have only seen her through the door a couple times. Um, but her skin is different. She's not. She's not white. She's not peach. She's a little bit different. And Cash came home one day and he asked, why does Miss Doha have a little bit different color skin? And I said, almost exactly like that. I said, because God created her that way. Mm. And that was it. That was the end of the conversation. He's like, okay, great conversation. I'm just going to say, because God loved her more than me. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I've got my PCC skin color. (laughs) I love it. Um, one of my sister-in-laws, she has this, go- oh, she's gorgeous to begin with, but her skin color, she's Welsh. Like she's not, Yeah, she is English. Well, she's not English, she's Welsh. Duh. But mm-hmm. she's not got this exotic um, background in her family. But my word, she's got olive skin. Yeah. And I just remember being like, you're from Wales. How did you get the olive skin? Like, I'm so jealous. Right? Ancestry DNA. Um, okay, I have to quickly talk before we go into our little products of the week. Um, but we knew this was just going to be like a fun catch-up episode. Um, not catch-up, like the condiment. Just catch-up episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, you want some catch-up with that? <laughs> When I talked to Mary, um, kind of after the podcast, we just stayed on and stuff. And she had made a comment about how the first time that she like saw a picture of me or like saw me in person because of the connection with my husband, that she's like, your family is indigenous. And I said, but I just got an ancestry DNA thing done. And like, it wasn't on there. She's like, I don't care. She's like, what I'm telling you is that your family's not just indigenous, but they are Cree, 100%. She said that... Indigenous people can look at other Indigenous people and they can know whether they are Cree, whether they are Blackfoot, whether they are like all the different treaties and all of that stuff, all the different nations. And so that's what she said. And so I said, like, I don't know, because my that side of my family is a black hole. There's not much information. Truthfully, there's not a lot of people that are still alive to even ask questions to. And mm-hmm. so um, I sent her pictures of some of my family members and she's like 100% Cree. She's like, there's not even a question. You're nothing else. You're Cree. Somewhere down there, you're Cree. So her and I are actually working behind the scenes to kind of try and figure out if we can trace it somehow. I've always felt that 
there was somewhere. Um, and I'm not saying that you like, did a DNA kit. I did. And there wasn't anything on there, but if you look at my family, so I'm, I'm obviously half black hole <laughs> and half like German because my dad was born there and all that stuff. Um, but that black hole half is literally a black hole. Like I'm trying to sift through things. And what I'm finding is there's not a lot of documentation for indigenous people. There's not databases. If you were missing a child, it's like, it's, it's almost impossible to search to see if you could figure out like where they even went. Um, I heard on the radio, okay, this morning, we're gonna get into our products like later. We'll, we'll just do them after. Um, so I actually messaged Jane earlier because I was listening to AM radio um, on the way to an appointment this morning. And there was the indigenous leader um, from Saskatchewan and he is Chief Bobby Cameron. Um, and he was, I think, having a, a press conference there. And then the radio station I was listening to was just kind of like chiming into it. Um, and he was basically talking about the 751 that were there because he's the, um, what did he is the, um, what is his, like his actual title? I'm trying to find it. He's just a chief. He's a chief to the 74 First Nations in Saskatchewan. So he's a big deal. Um, and so he came on, obviously offered his condolences. And he basically said, this is not the end. This is one school, one school in Saskatchewan. There were at least, and I think I, when we did our episode a couple of weeks ago, was talking about how there's like 30 to 40 schools per province. Yep. That's one school in Saskatchewan for 751 people. And for those of you who might have it in your head that these people, these children might have just died of like natural causes, your ignorance is showing. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I'm saying that is because those are messages that I have received from people. Um, this is horrific. Yeah. There, there are, like you said, 30 to 40 schools per province. This is not okay. We've also learned it goes into the States. Yeah. This needs to be looked into. And I am, I am glad that there are people who are trying. Yeah. I just don't think that there is enough when it comes to Canada. Mm-hmm. No. To the government. It's just not enough. Mm-hmm. So um, I hope that people, I know that people are because I've received messages, but there are those that, um, there's that course through the U of A that I've been doing um, that many of you have joined now, which makes me so happy that we're all trying to get through this with them together. Um, so keep doing it. Keep advocating for those who are suffering. Yeah. It's the least that we can do. Um, And finally, they're being found. Yeah, 100%. Right? That's that's what needs to happen is, like, like I said before, Indigenous people are incredibly spiritual. And, you know, in the afterlife... They want to be with the creator, no different than us as Christians. We want to be in heaven and we want to be with God um, and all of those things. And they are so spiritual that those, I think we said this off air, that those bodies are trapped in a graveyard at school, tortured by what likely happened to them, right? Mm -hmm. And they can't go be with the creator until they are out of that ground, right? It's just incredibly, incredibly devastating. And I just felt like this needed to be the first thing we talked about. Um, yeah. And, and we'll I mean, like, updating. we will um, we'll keep updating as we learn more, um, as we hear more and as we help as much as we can. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll keep updated. And like we said in a couple episodes ago with Mary, no, just last episode, it feels like a couple episodes ago. I know. <laughs> But we'll definitely have Mary on um, kind of every couple weeks and just like keep up with this. This is, um, I found her episode incredibly powerful. Um, I I usually listen to our episodes mainly because I hate how I sound on it. So if you guys have any tips on how I can sound better for you, but that's what I usually do. Um, I couldn't, because I already went through it with her, I tried mm -hmm. and I... I hope that the listeners, that you listeners, when you were hearing it, you felt just how hurt she is. Yeah. And she's speaking on behalf of an entire group of people. 
Yeah. And as I was listening, I was like, I remember sitting here on Zoom and seeing her and, oh, Mary. I know. Um, it was hard to hear. And it was hard to to re, to try and re-listen. I couldn't do it. I know. I know. Uh, make sure you go follow her because, like, she wasn't just a one time on the podcast. Like, she's making incredibly powerful posts. Um, oh, my gosh. Her posts are going crazy, too. Like, no. she has something to say, and we are here to listen, and we are here to hold her up. 100%. Um, and her photography is, like, stunning. <sighs> stunning she's doing this like project isn't she yeah and I just think it's so it's so powerful and Um, I don't even think she realizes just how powerful it is because for us who have been what's the word I'm looking for sheltered sheltered from it yeah that's exactly it yeah um it's bringing it to light yeah Mary keep it up because for one I love you and I adore what you're doing but for two you are you're being powerful you're powerful she made a post today about her son isaiah who's seven and he was diagnosed with a severe um what did she say it was a severe uh, sensory disorder i believe it was um and she said that you know she's incredibly thankful that she lives in the time that she lives now and that it wasn't, you know, 60 years ago, 50 years ago. Um, it's receptive and expressive speech delay. Yeah. Um, which obviously if, if that was 50 years ago, her son probably would have been taken away from her. Um, do you know what got me though, out of everything that she said, obviously it is all horrific. Um, when she told me, me, us, mm-hmm. we had postpartum. And she wasn't able to talk to anybody because she was afraid that people would come and take her kids. Like that, that resonated with me. And I told multiple people, um, especially because like being a newborn photographer, that's obviously my full-time job. um, I see women in that thick of it when they're fresh after having a baby postpartum is real or they're like in that, where am I phase? Like, what am I doing? What, what, like, am I happy? Um, And we take it for granted. We can just call HealthLink, call a counselor, call a therapist, call whoever, and there's no fear. And I actually told that to my mother-in-law, um, and she was shocked when I told her that. She's like, "I would have never, I would have never even questioned that that was something that they would have to worry about." No, I never. That hit me really hard. I remember speaking really? to my husband about it because I did have postpartum depression with Lexi. And I'll just give you a quick brief overview of that. It took nine months to diagnose it. It was absolutely horrific. It almost completely ruined my marriage. Um, it's almost like I was ashamed. I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And the minute, the minute I went in and said to my doctor, something is wrong. I never, ever, not once did I have a fear that my child would be taken from me. No. Not once. It was, it never would have crossed my mind. I just knew I need medication because something's not right for me. Um, And it wasn't even questioned by the doctor. Yeah. Like there was no, well, have you hurt your child? That I can remember because this was three years ago. But no one ever questioned my parenting they questioned they were more worried that I was suicidal Mm. and so which and I was fine the minute I got on medication too my my whole world was flipped upside down again right and what wasn't feeling normal is now feeling right again yeah and um I just I couldn't even fathom that like that would have had to have been something I would have worried about no isn't that crazy? It's so insane. And it's not just Indigenous people, unfortunately. Um, there's a lot of other people of colour who have that same fear. That same worry. And again, like, I just, I feel very ignorant to it all. So I'm doing what I can to learn more. And I really hope other people are too. Um, because otherwise I'm a part of the problem. No, 100%. Right? Um, I did. So this is a total sidebar, but I uh, am a huge true crime fanatic. Like mm-hmm. I get tagged in all of these like serial killer reels all the time, <laughs> which is kind of a little bit scary. Um, but I was actually watching one on 
Sundance Film Festival, like the app. Um, and it was called The Grim Sleeper. And it was this man in Los Angeles who like murdered upwards of like 48 women. I'm like, how have I never heard of this man? But anyways, um, they were um, talking to... I think she was like a counselor or a therapist or something like that. And they had her, they were interviewing her and she's African-American. And she was saying that, and it was almost like (sighs) humorous, the way that she was kind of talking to the camera, because she was almost like making fun of the police because she's like, she has a teenage son and she's like, we have a plan. If something happens, if you're involved in a crime, if you have witnessed a crime, if you have, if you're completely unrelated, but you're calling because that's the good thing to do is like report something. She's like, my son knows not to call the police first. There's an entire list of people to call first before you call them. Isn't that so stupid? So stupid. Like, not on her behalf. No. It's not on her behalf. Yeah. It's so stupid that that is how it is. That's how it is for these people. Yeah. My first thought would be call the damn police. Exactly. Because they would come, they would take their statements, and they would move on with their life. It's just... I appreciate that that people are finally talking about this and that these issues are coming to light because I've gone my whole life not even really... Mm-hmm. that in my eye at these issues because I never knew them to be real. Yeah. But now that people are coming forward and saying things like this, it's like, are you kidding me? What the damn hell? I'm sorry, if you witness a crime. Yeah. Do, do you know what though? So we're really rambling on this episode, but it's good. Um, back in December, my husband was actually um, attacked. Mm-hmm. He was attacked in a Walmart parking not Walmart, oh, uh, what's it called? Shoppers Drug Mart mm-hmm. parking lot by a drunk idiot who mm-hmm. just was mad. But we were in the car and he attached the car. And my husband, with the kids, mind you, mind you, so my husband got out of the car to see what the heck was up. This guy had come up and I watched him do it from the mirror. I watched this guy run up to our car and he like jumped and kicked it. And so my husband got out of the car to be like, What just happened? Mm-hmm. Is this guy okay? And is the car damaged? And the man attacked my husband. It was a random attack, completely unprovoked. This guy was, honestly, he was just drunk and was being an a-hole. Um, and my husband's like six foot three. He used okay. to wrestle. And he also was like a footballer. Like he can hold his own. And it was, he was like, yeah. this guy was down on the ground very quickly. Um, but when I think about back to that attack and what happened, I can guarantee you almost that if Zach had been a person of color, that whole interaction would have gone very different. The weird thing is like eight cops showed up for one, which was really weird. It was a lot of police. Uh Thankfully someone had witnessed the event on one side and someone had witnessed the event on the other side Mm. and they both came over to help which was really good um but just thinking about that and Mm. thinking about what you've just said about this mother Mm. teaching her son I'm like can you imagine like I would truly hope that that wouldn't have been an issue in the moment that my husband if he was a person of color wouldn't have had to have worried about that Mm. the reality is yeah 100 percent show what's that show the the netflix special of the five in new york oh the young boys when they when they see us or something yes now they see us we when yeah when they see us when they see it's a story about the exonerated five and again like these guys will profile because they're some color it's so i'm gonna google this because it's just it's so it's so insane that these are issues that are happening and I'm grateful that they're being brought to light. Yeah. So that we can educate ourselves better on it and how we react. But it's when they see us is what it's called. Yeah. Mm. That was fantastic. It was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That was heartbreaking, but absolutely fantastic. If you have not seen that, it's about these five boys who were accused of a woman's rape in New York Central Park. Mm -hmm. They didn't do it. Mm-hmm. They did not do it. Mm-hmm. Um, they were exonerated, but it's about their story because what happened to them was horrific, and they were in jail 
There's sentences that they shouldn't have even, like, oh. It's so oh, I know. It's so insane. Oh. Sorry, rambling. Um, oh, goodness. But just everyone, I know that this is a very short episode. Please know that we will keep you updated yeah. as we go. And please let us know if you, what you if you want to help, if there's anything that you think that you can do, or even if you're just taking the course and you have an opinion and you're like, did you know this? Did you know this? Like, I want to know. I want to talk about it with people. I miss classes because mm. I like the discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I miss like talking about it. So I, poor Zach, well, not poor Zach. He's actually loving it, but I'll like sit there at night. I'm like, did you know this? And did you know this? And, did, and he knows knew none of it. So he's like, all right. Like, yeah, didn't know that kind of thing. I like the discussion when I'm adding these things so no 100% um tag us in your posts make sure you're like I think the biggest thing right now is just education and like and not just sharing things but like before you share it check the source check to see the real information like if it's from some random news source that has like no idea like share posts from from treaties share posts from you know reserve share posts from leaders share posts from those kinds of things i just don't do it for clickbait because we'll all know no and also like i'm gonna say this and it's gonna sound rude but don't portray one thing in person and one thing on the internet be cohesive be cohesive um you know, if you feel the same way in person, like you think this is a tragedy and, and all of that stuff, that's what you need to be sharing on the internet. Don't tell somebody privately one thing and then post something on the internet or don't just do it for clickbait. Don't do it so you can grow your following. Like be genuine. These are people. And like I said in my stories on my personal page today, I said like every single building whether it is still standing, whether it is demolished, whether they have like excavated and built something else, like they need to search every single plot of land that ever had a residential school across Canada and the States. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think that's it for today. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. I know. It's just, it's just to all those families who are hurting, just we're here. Yeah. Like, just know you're not alone. 100%. And I'm and sorry for what has happened. There's no, there's, there's nothing more I can say than I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, get to help. And look into your roots. Look into your roots. I know that a really good friend of mine um, posted today and I had no idea, um, but her dad is Indigenous and she kind of shared his story. And like, those are the kinds of posts that you want to see. Like, you know, his dad went through the residential school system and generational trauma is real and it trickles and oh my gosh and it trickles. i got the people i've had a few comments like this don't be dumb like actually don't i'm sorry i sound so rude someone's gonna say something but don't be freaking dumb yeah don't sit here and say generational trauma isn't a thing yeah. you sound so stupid yeah that is an actual term I went to school to be a child and youth care counselor. That is a real thing. Don't be dumb. Don't, like I said, don't, I said it's not fair, but like my family for very different reasons. Although that's what I'm trying to search on my side is like, I am wondering if a couple generations up, if they were not a part of said residential school system somewhere and that it trickled down, um, which caused some really bad behavior, which then trickled yeah. into drugs and alcohol and all of that stuff. Um, I, I can tell you wholeheartedly, I would not be shocked if my grandpa's parents or my grandpa's grandpa's parents yeah. were not a part of that system. Um, again, that's part of my like discovery yeah. in my whole life. But I can tell you right now, you know, even though there's no currently right now any like, you know, residential school proof, um, I can tell you that my grandpa was a very bad man. Um, and I've been told horror stories and that generational trauma from him alone has affected every single child, every single grandchild, every single grandchildren's child. Like I'm the generation where it has stopped. And that was because of me. Okay. Let me just go off on that because we're talking about generational trauma and I did have some really stupid comments from people and I'm I know I'm being harsh with what I'm saying but it needs to be said in a harsh way because I'm not going to sugarcoat it when people are being stupid um 
But when you say to someone that generational trauma isn't real, just because it's not real for you mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's not real for someone else. Doesn't mean that it has to only be with residential schools. Mm-hmm. It can be with alcoholism. It can be with sexual abuse. It can be with it can be with so many different things. Yeah. Okay, any type of it. People get so stuck on it being for the residential school from the comments I have received from people. Um, And it is not just about that. There are so many different things you like. Oh, my word. We hear it when we're kids. Oh, the the bully gets bullied. Yeah. Boom, people like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm very passionate about it because I've had to have some really like just headache of a conversation with people who just they these people have just obviously they just haven't wanted to yeah to they don't they're not open to learning um because I'm not going to be mean to them right away and I say no it is a very real thing I've seen it in my line of work we see it with people who are descendants of alcoholics or have had sexual assault and sexual abuse in their home generational trauma is a very real thing and Yes, the comment. One of the main comments that people have actually said is like, "Well, they need to break the cycle." Absolutely, they can break the cycle. Just like Jen, you can break the cycle. It's it's on you. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean you haven't suffered. No, one hundred percent. That that shouldn't be taken into account. You are the one who will break the cycle with your kids. Yes. But it doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Yeah. And so that's what's really frustrating me is people think that you can just wake up and you can break the cycle on things like this and. It's a choice every single day, every single day. And when we, when we talked to Mary and she said, and like I said in that episode, I have never heard somebody else say it exactly how Mary said it, but Mary and her husband, Tawny consciously made the decision to not drink, not because they don't want to, not because it's expensive, whatever, because there is an addict deep within their DNA And I have said the exact same thing all my life. People have looked at me like I had seven heads, but I truly believe that the cycle that I am breaking is a decision that I'm making by not ever choosing to pick up alcohol because I feel like just based on my mother who passed away from alcoholism, I had an uncle who overdosed, it's generational trauma of alcoholism and drugs and my choice and how I broke the cycle is to not do it. And now my children, my two beautiful boys will never endure any trauma based on that familial chain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all I can do as a mother, right? Yeah. It's just, I feel like I'm very passionate about it because people have just been, people are stupid. Yeah. There's no other word for it. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Sorry. Not sorry (laughs) good old Debbie right there right it's just it's people people are just people don't do good with change no and so when they think that they have to change they don't want to do it and you have to change your way of thinking sometimes don't come for me I won't listen to it I'll just block you (laughs) but like just don't be stupid no exactly okay Uh, Sorry. Okay. <laughs> we had a very amazing conversation. However, there's a couple things we want to touch on. Um, do we want to quickly do our product and drink of the week? And then there's one other topic that I know you want to talk about really. I don't even think we should do that topic. No? No. Okay. Not this week. Let's do it next week. <laughs> okay. Um, the reason for that, guys, is because to be to be totally honest, I don't even think that we're equipped enough to talk about that topic. Yeah. There is other pod. There's like an actual pod. It's the Britney thing, everyone. That's what we're talking about. You might end up cutting this. I don't know. But the reason I don't think we should even talk about it is because there is a podcast out there that has been following her conservatorship Mm. for a decade, like 13 years since like before it even happened. Yeah. Yeah. I personally think that they are more equipped to talk about this. For sure. Um, I mean, this would just be us chatting about it, but it is also very recent. So maybe next week we chat about it a little bit more because the court date thing just happened yesterday. So we'll update you next week. We'll just chat about it. All I know is, is Chris, the guy who was like, leave Brittany alone all those years ago. Should have listened to him. Yeah. 100% have listened to him that poor girl this is a very depressing episode um that absolutely poor poor woman did you see her post today though 
No. Her Instagram post. It was one of her only posts that's not like cryptic. You know how like she was posting like weird, really weird things on the internet. She posted finally. It was a long post and it was about how like she's sorry for pretending she was okay for the last two years. (sighs) Okay. We're going to quickly talk about it. Oh, Oh my word. And she actually posted like she's going to read more fairy tales. Like the thing that really shook me the most besides the things that she revealed yeah were horrific yeah. which is why i just don't feel like i'm equipped well enough to talk about it because i think that there's a huge human rights violation going on 100 huge huge and if the most known name on the planet is britney spears yeah she has is worldwide known she's the most famous person on the planet if she's being controlled we are all so screwed you know um but the thing that really got me i wonder if it's the same thing Hmm? it was her voice oh do tell so in all of her instagram posts anytime over the past few years especially that she has done any media things she puts on like that's really like baby voice i can't do it why am i even trying but it's a very childish like voice Mm. it it never if you look back to even videos of her before her conservatorship happened mm-hmm. they are two different women speaking it yeah. is completely different and then when she was on that phone making her plea to the judge mm-hmm. she sounded totally different i'm like oh my word that's the britney from like 2003 that we all know yeah like wait what she sounds completely different yeah and so part of me is like you either were doing that voice because you were pulling yourself back because of your trauma Mm -hmm. to being like a child. I'm not a psychologist, so I really am not making any actual like, but anyway, I think, I feel like she's reverting back to survive. Yeah. Right. So she kept doing this childlike voice in all these videos. And I remember being like, honey, like you were, that's not how you talk. Mm -hmm. And so it was like a mentally unstable voice. She sounded like a child. Yeah. Like she actually did sound very childlike. Probably the age where she felt safe with her dad. Pardon? It's probably the age that she felt safe with her dad. Before all that stuff happened. Yeah. I just know that Jamie Spears, this will, (laughs) he's an idiot because this is not going to go down lightly for him. Uh Uh-uh. Like, I'm keeping everything crossed, obviously, that she is freed mm-hmm. from this, that she is. And he's jailed. Oh, my. She, she said, she said that she should sue. She wanted to sue her family. And I'm like, you were 100% right. The man forced you. Her, her team forced her. Guys, this is horrific. They forced her to have an IUD so that she cannot have children. Mm-hmm. She wants to marry her boyfriend and they won't let her. Mm-hmm. She's been with him since 2016. That's what five years, four, five years. Mm-hmm. She wants to marry the man. She wants to have his kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> but for all of those who are out there telling people what to do with their bodies, you know, it's a hot topic. How dare they tell someone? if they can or can't have a child Mm -hmm. and she wants to have a child and i know that people are going to bring this back to the abortion thing and i'm not here to talk about your rights on abortion i'm i'm not in your shoes i'm not here to talk about it um but she wants to have a baby she wants the baby and she's being forced to have a procedure done to her like oh Oh, sorry i didn't want to talk about this tonight i didn't think that we should and we are it's horrific yeah and I overheard, like, I'm not a huge, huge follower of it, but I was, that there was a lot of blood work, like weekly blood work. Oh, 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 oh. That's yes. what caught my attention. I was like, what? She has had so much blood work done and they put her in a new medication, which is lithium, which is actually like, if, if you have a very high doses, it's actually fatal. And they, she's on a very high dosage, more than she should be, that it has literally numbed her body and has put her in a drunk-like state. Oh, my gosh. They made her perform, I believe it was in Vegas. I think it was Vegas. When she had a fever of 105. 
before she should have been in hospital and they made her perform if she didn't perform they would have petitioned her they forced her to spend sixty thousand dollars and go into a rehab multiple times um even though she was fine yeah like and yet they're still taking her money she's still being forced to sign over her money to them um she's not allowed to appoint her own lawyer like people who murderers literal murderers get better rights that had better rights than she did totally and most conservatorships if you don't know what conservatorship is let's just quickly break it down oh sorry i'm now on the rant i'm now in it because i'm a big britney fan i'm now in it guys i'm so sorry um conservatorships are usually done when someone is mentally not able to go over yes and that's not what britney has we're talking like has a car accident and their brain is no longer functioning properly. Yeah. Um, there has been too much substance abuse. Again, brain cells are not functioning properly. They are in a vegetate space. Okay. They, they, like, the way that her conservatorship has been done is mind-boggling that it happened because it shouldn't have happened. And most conservatorships don't go for more than 10 years. Yeah. This one's been held. This is on 13. Wow. She appealed for it two years ago and no one, no one listened. No one even wanted to hear her side of the story properly because people were getting paid off. Her own flipping family. Can you imagine? No. It's awful. I feel so bad for them. Like think about where her life would have been had this not happened. I don't blame her for having that breakdown in 2007 when she no. showed dead. Like I have, uh, at the time, like I was a teenager when that was happening. And when it was happening, the media was reporting on it so like horrifically as well, because it was still a time when we didn't talk about mental health. Yeah. I find. Um, but no one knew that that was happening either. No, because she was being silent. Yeah. She was having to be silent. She was she was being silenced, mm-hmm. right? Um, and like, I just honestly feel so bad for her. Mm-hmm. Like she she doesn't have custody of her children. Um, her kids. It's so funny because a few months ago, maybe it was a year ago, I don't remember the exact timeline, but her son went on an Instagram live. Did you hear about that? No. Oh, oh, her son went on an Instagram live and people were like, oh my word, I love your mother. Do you wish that you saw her more? Because he lives with his dad, Kevin Federline. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I wish I could see her more. But my dad, my granddad won't let that happen. And we already, like those who follow Brittany, we, we already knew that. Like Kevin Federline has custody. like Jamie Spears her dad is very much involved and when she gets to see them what she gets to do it has to be supervised that kind of thing and he literally said like I'm paraphrasing here he was very vocal about how much he hated his granddad he wished that he would he would kill him or someone would kill him something like I can't remember the exact wording but something to do like I hate him he can die or something like that yeah if your grandchild is even noticing that you won't let him see his mother and it's not because there was a abuse done no it's not because there was some violence in the home it's it it, i could understand better if it was for those type of reasons yeah yeah because it's unsafe for the child no no it's because jamie just didn't want it and i'm sure jamie has a side to the story um as most people do but i'm sorry how has jamie spears not been killed there's a huge Britney fan. Uh, when I looked at Britney Spears' post, there was like 23,000 comments on her post. Um, I saw a comment today and it hit me because I was like, oh, they're probably not wrong. I don't think someone's coming out of this alive. No. And I'm, I hope that that's not the case because a death is never fun for anyone. But you know when like people are being so controlled that if they don't keep if they're not continuing to be controlled someone or they're going to say something because she wants to she wants to sue and she wants to tell the world Uh she is coming for blood which Uh she should um usually we see this with things like politics and stuff someone always magically dies randomly yes Why, why why would that not surprise me if someone 
whether it's heaven forbid it's Brittany, mm-hmm. but like someone on the team or something like who knows but do, do you know what i mean am i getting my point across like it wouldn't surprise me your husband is who's going to kill jamie that's my plot twist she can't even drive in the damn car with him can you imagine, like, you can't even get in the car with your boyfriend of five years? He's not allowed to drive you anywhere? Ugh. First off, Sam, I don't know anything much about you. You're a model. You've got beautiful eyes. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you've stood by her throughout all of this because, honestly, most people, myself probably included, would be like, this is too much work for me. You yes. are so restricted oh. from everything. 100%. You must really, really love her. Right. Or, plot twist, maybe he's getting paid to be with her. No, I don't believe that for a second. No, I I truly don't believe that for a second. I don't think it's that type of thing. I think that he truly loves her and he's with her because he loves her. Yeah. That was just a terrible joke. I agree. Um, Terrible joke, yeah. No, (laughs) I agree that he loves her. I just, uh... Brittany, I love you. I know. And we're, we're praying for you. Um... And maybe next week we can talk a little bit more about uh, well, I think we'll what unfolds here. Then. We sh- shouldn't we have a sentencing by then? Like a decision? So. We'll have a Brittany update next week. We're just going to keep updating you. And provide you. you know, we're just going to be your news source. Screw CNN. Screw Fox News. You've got the mm-hmm. Jen and Jane show mm-hmm. over at Coffee and Concealer Podcast. The CNC News Network with Jen and Jane. <laughs> That's our new intro. Um, we should dress up like news anchors next week. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so quickly, because I usually do this at the beginning, I have to quickly talk about a drink that I got because Jane really wanted me to stop there. They had their grand opening. You know where I'm going with it. Um, I stopped at So it's the cutest little, I guess it's, it's, it's a trailer. It's a trailer. It's, it's it a shipping container. container. So um, if you're from Calgary, they're just just in the um, outskirts of Okotoks. But this cute little business bought this shipping container, revamped it, created a cute little like walk up and drive through um, little coffee shop. Um, and it's called Covet Sips and Sweets. Um, and actually, my second son actually started speech therapy in Okotoks on Tuesday. And so I was like, perfect timing for me to go. Okay, um, first of all. Their sugar cookies are the size of a filet mignon steak. I was like, holy dinah, these are huge. Um, So I got a chocolate chip cookie and a sugar cookie with this delicious pink icing. And then one of our good friends, uh, mutual friends, Jane and I, um, Simone, is raving about their Dirty Diet Cokes, um, which are delicious. I never got that one because I got to the menu and I was like, oh my gosh, overwhelmed. I don't know what to get. Um, But they had something called the Big Bear and it was actually a root beer with like a creamer, like a vanilla creamer in it. Oh, it was delicious. So good. Um, I am coming back in August and I need to go there. And they have the coolest hours. Like she even posted on her stories. And when I walked up, she knew who I was, which was so cool. Jen, it's because she probably stalked you too. (laughs) Like me. I'm really not that important, I promise you. You are. Um, Stop. That's my friend you're talking about. Uh, (laughs) Me? (laughs) Um, But yeah, and so they go on their stories and they're like, if you're going out of Okotoks into Calgary, you know, in the morning, we're open at 7 a.m., come get a coffee from us. Or if you're, you know, coming into Okotoks, come get like a coffee and a snack. Um, It's just the coolest place. They have like wood paneling against the shipping container and it says Cubit Sips and Sweets with some like cute um, like lights that you would have in your backyard. It's just so pretty. So go check it out. Um, to have the dirty diet coke a dirty diet coke so good there's like so many good drinks um and while i'm talking i'm gonna quickly do my my product which is actually a food but Mm -hmm. i have to just okay so i went to my aunt's tonight because she has a hot tub (laughs) and we love going in the hot tub um but they keep going to a place in calgary called the uni market and it's basically like a multicultural market. I have to figure out where it is. Um, but they go there, like they made tostadas tonight. And so they went there and they got like an actual, I think they got like uh, black beans from there that are like sourced from like 
I don't know, Mexico, I think, but they got like all the local ingredients. They didn't go to their grocery store, like the local grocery store. They went to the Unimarket. And so my aunt was reading about these super cocoa bars. They're like these little green little bars and they're supposed to be like bounty chocolate bars. I was going to say that looks like it has coconut in it. Yeah. Can you have coconut? Oh, I love drinking coconut milk. Okay. So I'm going to take a bite because my aunt raved about them. Does it smell good? Oh, it smells like fresh. Mm. Oh, it's like a bounty bar, but way better. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, so put that on the list of things I need to do when I come back to Calgary. Okay, so if you're in Calgary, go to the Unimarket. Where is this one from? Mm, this is so good. Only 120 calories. Perfect. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't ever read that stuff because I'll just get sad. Right? As you were literally drinking milk and eating cookies. It's coconut milk, so it's healthier. And the cookies, guys, I got tonight from what for 25 cents. Oh, I thought you made them. Well, I had to make them. I had to bake them. Oh, gotcha. Easy bake ones from um, Pillsbury. (laughs) I thought you were making cookies. Like, I still made them. (laughs) Well, that's how I make cookies because I burn water. Okay, what's your what's I your product of the week? Okay, product of the week. Oh, I feel sad talking about this on such a sad episode because it's such a cool product. But as you guys might know, I do run an online women's boutique called Honeydew. I love it; it's so much fun. But um, I guess it'll be like a sneak product of the week mm-hmm. because I have just signed on with a new vendor and this manufacturer, I guess, um, called Notable. Their clothing is such high quality clothing and I'm just, I'm very excited about it. And I really hope that any listeners um, who are interested will join me. But on July 4th, we are doing a sale with her. She doesn't do sales. So we get a little exclusive. I will be posting a lot more about it, but just if I was to compare it to something so that people knew, because it is a newer brand, think Aritzia. And think like the Wilfred style clothing that they carry at Aritzia. The best. Like such good quality. Um, It's all women ran, women owned, women made. Like, I love it. It's so cute. And they're a mother-daughter duo, which I absolutely love. Oh, they're such a cute, they're so cute together. I love them. Um, But I'm just really, really excited that I get to partner with them. The pieces are incredible. They've just come out with a bunch of new ones and they're timeless. Like the pieces, I'm Honeydew is very much cute but comfy. Mm-hmm. So this is a whole new ball game for me. But do you know I used to work at Aritzia as well? Did I ever tell you that? Worked. I know I've had a lot of jobs because I've always had more than one. Mm. I never just had one. Uh-huh. I always wanted the money. I was chasing the money. Um, even though I'm broke. <laughs> But um, when I tell you the quality of these are amazing, it's just incredible. So I'm very intrigued to see how people respond to it because, like I said, Honeydew is just all about cute and comfy. So the price point also reflects in that for for the items that I get. Now, this is gorgeous, Mm -hmm. like stunning, Um, comfortable. The fabrics Mm -hmm. are incredible. But... I think the longevity of these pieces is just obviously more than just like a band tee that you're going to have for a few years. Like these pieces are timeless. The coloring is timeless. I am just, I'm so honored that they even wanted to work with me. Now I do have a, a friendship with Andrea before this happened, but like she, she's out in, um, she was in Toronto, like right in the heart of Canadian fashion, you know, she yeah. could have gone to anyone. And I'm just so honored that they want to partner with Honeydew. So I'm just totally really excited. So if you want to check out these pieces, here's mm-hmm. my little plug. Come mm-hmm. check me out on Honeydew. Check her out at Notable. It's N-T-B-L-E. Um, and on July 4th, we're going to do a little sale. And like I said, she doesn't do sales. So it's exclusive just for Honeydew. One, so I'm like... I'm just so pumped for it. I love it. My drink of the week, though, I have, I have two. Mm-hmm. One is down here they got the new gold monster, mm. which last time I talked about a watermelon one, which is yep. delicious. Now, I'm not a monster drinker, but these are so good. This gold one, 
tastes like pineapple. It is delicious. Um, yeah. So try that. If you like the yellow Red Bull, you'll love the gold monster. Ooh. They're just so gigantic. I My know. bloodstream can't handle that much, but they're so tasty. Yeah. Um, but more, more than anything, I want to tell you a fail drink of oh. the week. Oh my gosh, I watched your stories. Please tell Oh my gosh. Okay, guys, everyone. <laughs> so I watched this person, this like influencer. She used to be on Big Brother, actually. Mm. I watched her and she was like, mix coconut water, ice. And so it's the true lemon packet. So true lemon, they do lemonades that you like add water to, mm-hmm. but they have a strawberry flavor. And she goes, if you add the strawberry packet into it, shake it up and maybe add some real strawberries. Um, she goes, it tastes just like a pink drink from Starbucks. False. <laughs> that was the biggest lie. <laughs> I tried that sucker. I was gagging. And the worst part is, well, not the worst, the funniest part, I guess, is I was like, I'm going to make a reel of me making this because if this is tasty, I want to share it. Uh Vile. Like, spat it out of my mouth. Disgusting. So, no, it does not taste like a pink drink. Um, I'm like, did I miss an ingredient? You did Because it was in her stories. She didn't save it. So I was going off memory. Yeah. But I remember, like, I went, went to my Instacart pickup thing and I put the ingredients in. I was like, I want to try that. Yeah. Vile. Absolutely disgusting. My goal is to make a pink drink from home because they're so good, but I don't want to pay the money for it all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I make my own chai lattes at home, my iced chai lattes every day. Delicious. Yeah. Tastes just like Starbucks. Yeah. So I'll take it. Um, so that's my goal. But it was, ugh. It was not good. <laughs> No. <laughs> when I perfect it, I will share. Okay, definitely keep us posted. Awesome. Okay, well, thank you so much for popping on and listening to mm-hmm. us. Um, and we'll have an update next week and we'll chat. Um, and it's coming up to summertime, so we'll try to get some cool guests on. But if not, we're just chatting life. And we're cool. Up. Yeah, we're cool. We're, we're really cool. cool. I mean, Jane's cooler than me, but like that's well, not- um, excuse me. I don't have stalkers. You clearly do. Uh, my only stalker is you, my friend. <laughs> no. No, I don't believe it for a second. But thank you all for listening. Wow. We are eager to hear your thoughts. Um, and free Brittany. Free Brittany. Free Brittany. Awesome. Okay, well, we'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs> Bye, guys. Hey mamas, before you go, if you love this show and found it benefited you in an amazing way, take a screenshot of this podcast and post it in your Instagram stories. Tag us in it and we'll share it. And also, if you haven't gone to iTunes yet, take 30 seconds to leave us a review and told us how much you love us. Go do that. It pushes us and lights us up like you can't even imagine. You guys are why we decided to do this show. So thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you next time.